it's Natasha. And it's Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woken Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 27th episode of Woken Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. And we are talking about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, and the world, and nothing is off the table. Now in this very cool episode, we are talking all about procrastination. Oh, that nasty habit, right? Don't worry, we have our special guest, procrastination coach, Dr. Christine Lee with us, who is totally going to get you woken free about this subject. But before we get there, we have a couple things to do. First, ground rules, guys. Have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio? I know we're everywhere, but we want you to give us the love everywhere. So if you have not, please do. We greatly appreciate it. Second, have you shared an episode with your friends or family? Hey man, sharing is caring. Share this episode, go back. If you if you haven't got caught up, go back, listen to all the other episodes and share, share, share. And then of course, have you hollered at us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free? If not, come on now. Y'all know we like to talk on social, so let's get with it. To dive into the topic, I thought, or rather we thought, it would be really cool to go over who procrastination coach Dr. Christine Lee is. So she helps people recognize what may be blocking them so that they can make full use of their natural talents in work and life. Her area of focus and expertise is procrastination. Her pragmatic approach involves teaching the four essential components of procrastination recovery, simplicity, communication, time management, and mindset management. Dr. Lee relies on her experience as a clinical psychologist and as a former hardcore procrastinator to make sure the emotional factors underpinning her client's procrastination are fully understood, supported, and addressed. Once clients begin to tackle their procrastination, they are able to reconnect with their motivation and to work with much greater ease. Dr. Lee invites you to begin your own journey away from procrastination when you register for her free resource library at procrastinationcoach.com backslash free library. Now, of course, you know, we give you all the links and details for uh, what we're talking about on wokenfree.com. So make sure after you listen to the episode, if you want to go back and get in touch with her, you'll have all the details. All right, Christine. So uh, each week on our podcast, we like to share something personal about ourselves. So uh, this week, uh, we'd like to ask you a personal question. And that question is, what did you procrastinate the most with in your past or even presently? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Hello, everyone. I tend to procrastinate on the thing that is my priority item. I would say that is a blanket statement about me. If there, it doesn't matter what the priority item is, but if I know it in my heart, that's the thing I will naturally try to run away from. So that has always been true about me. It's my unique, special characteristic, I think. Interesting. What about you guys? I mean, for, well, I was just going to ask, what do you mean by that? So like something, like if you have like a report or like something is most important for the day or the week, that's what you tend to push back or? 
I would say as soon as it rises to the top, I know it's, I feel it's important or I feel it's meaningful to me, or I feel that other people are relying on me to make it of high quality. Then I think my emotions get a little entangled in my processing of how I'm actually going to carry it through. And so then it makes it seem like everything else becomes so much easier. And I think I naturally gravitate towards the things that are easier to do. Even if those things are actually quite difficult items, I will do those happily as long as I feel like I'm avoiding the thing that is most important to me. It's just a quirk, I think. At this point, I feel like it's a quirk about me. But um, it's also something that I think I've gained a lot of mindfulness about over the years of trying to specialize in this topic area of procrastination, that we do these quirky things. And sometimes procrastination is really woven into our individual personality and character and how we interact with other people in the world. Mm -hmm. And that we need to just up our mindfulness in order to stand a chance in the game of being productive and accomplishing our bigger goals and feeling happy with ourselves at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mindfulness goes a long, long way. (laughs) So thanks for that question. It's a great question. Awesome. Uh, You did ask us, so I guess we'll, you know, answer for me, I would say I try to, um, I try to be as in tune with my life and my body as much as possible. And so when I feel the need of like, I keep pushing something back, I try to take a moment and stop and be like, okay, well, why do I keep pushing this back? And is it, do I still want to do it? Is it that I'm afraid of it? Do I, you know, try to figure that out. But the number one thing, and Khalil can attest to this, is that I always uh, procrastinate and I have never tried to stop is snail mail. I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about month, how many months four months to, oh, yeah. to get through my mail. my mail yeah I don't like if you want to holler at yeah. me you got to email me but snail mail that's that's, a, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one thing I've, I've always procrastinated on. but what about you Kalo? um let's see for me I guess to me it's funny so I do like chores around the house like I'll do dishes and laundry and stuff like that but it's funny when I actually kind of like plan to do it usually I'll like push that off so mm. I guess it's kind of like the small chores that I need to get done I, I usually procrastinate with that and I'll just push it back so I'll, I'll have this plan to do all these chores on these certain days but I don't get yeah, to too. it and I keep pushing it back pushing it back I would do that too. and then it's yeah. like months down it's like oh yeah I actually have to do this now because now it might be laundry I have no clothes left so <laughs> I have to do the laundry now because I pushed it back so so far so nice. I think it's like just little tasks it's actually it's it's not the hard task they give me but sometimes the little tasks are just it's too much so I'll keep pushing it back until oh it needs to be done because mm. you don't have any cups to drink out of you know <laughs> you're doing dishes yeah. stuff like that Classic. Yeah, you, you, you know, one technique that I've tucked away in my mind is I call it the Calvin Chin technique. He's my good friend. And he's someone who, while we were working together many years ago, he would always be up on the latest episode of this, know who was winning this competition. He was always up on all the TV shows. And I asked him one day, how do you have time to do all of these things and to be so up to date and to be so calm? And he said that he actually knocked out all the things he had to do in order to feel calm. Um, then mm-hmm. I really feel like that's the, he's the anti-procrastinator, of course, but mm-hmm. he really used it very productively and proactively. He wanted to take care of himself mm-hmm. and he would feel nervous if he had things that were big hanging over his head. And of course, 
because I'm a procrastinator at heart, I feel like I've experienced a lot of just that looming black cloud, dark cloud, constant stress kind of thing in my life. Um, and it's a, it's a totally different kind of living I've found since I've kind of crossed over that bridge and now know a little bit about what it's like to live a somewhat organized existence. Gotcha. Okay. So why do you think most people procrastinate? And then um, how does that, how does procrastination like relate to other things like, you know, phone addiction or uh, perfection, et cetera? Okay. Great questions. Um, I would say my general understanding of procrastination is again, it's just a simply human type of behavior. Our minds and bodies are basically wired to keep us safe. And as soon as we label something or project onto some event or activity that it is difficult, our mind and body are going to try to figure out ways to keep us away from that dangerous item or activity or feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think procrastination also starts really innocently where we just get overwhelmed in our schedule one day. I think it tends to happen back in early high school, typically, if I had to Yes. And there's just too much asked of us sometimes. And sometimes it just makes a lot of sense to take a break, to put it off, to say, I, I really actually can't do this right now. The problems start when we start to rely on that behavior. Mm. And I label that pattern chronic procrastination. When the procrastination itself becomes the big stress in your life, that it's not so much the paper or the exam or the project, but it's the fact that you've got this habit that you feel like you can't really get away from. Mm -hmm. And I think I suffered from that habit for so many years thinking that this was just who I was. I didn't know that there were really other ways that I could try on to get things done. I just thought this was just my brain. It was my behavioral pattern and everybody just had something slightly different and oftentimes slightly better than what I had. Mm -hmm. And then to answer your questions about the phone, wow, that's a big one because uh, distractibility is always a convenient thing. Distractions are always around us to conveniently take away our focus and to mm -hmm. take us away from what we should be focusing on. And now this distraction is something that most of us feel like we're attached to or is so compelling sometimes or is so relaxing or so enjoyable or keeps us connected to people. There's so many different ways that the phone can be our, our companion, like our closest companion these days. And, and I know in different industries, it's necessary to stay attached to your phone. Mm -hmm. And really be on top of your emails. I think the legal profession, as you know, Natasha, I think that's one where um, you, you get all your basic information through that channel. Am I correct about that? Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, actually more so as an entrepreneur, I have found my phone addiction is much more greater because of that, because kind of like, you know, you, you, I have to know what's going on on social media. I need to keep up with what people are talking about because it might be relevant to my coaching or my consulting. So I would say um, I was always, I've always been like on the phone and stuff like that, but more so running your own business. That means like your phone is your BFF, like no, yeah. no insult to anyone else. 
So, <laughs> so is the phone really the problem? Yeah. Like social media, is, mm. is, is it more specific? Is it like social media that's causing people to procrastinate? Is I don't know, mm -hmm. does that do that? <laughs> yeah, well, I was actually given, uh, someone passed me an article that was surprisingly eye-opening about how uh, social media, there's a lot of actual engineering of social media so that our attention is locked into it. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've heard about this kind of thing, but there are engineers who are, have actually left Facebook and left those kinds of more major uh, channels because they really couldn't live with themselves because they were, they were being paid to program people's attention away from them. Mm, interesting. And so even the act of scrolling, you know, the up and down vertical scrolling, it's yeah. done that way because that technique keeps our attention going longer, uh, keeps us attached to the social media for longer periods of time. That's why we have scrolling instead of maybe one picture at a time. And when I read that, it was really just, uh, again, eye-opening for me because I didn't know it was just such uh, a calculated type of affair. And um, it, it, I, I think that's where the mindfulness really helps us again, because there's a fine line between enjoying yourself and passing the time comfortably and happily and mm -hmm. feeling like this is something kind of almost outside yourself where your control has just been given over to some process that, that you're not in charge of. And of course, time, mindfulness about time is also another really important mm -hmm. factor that I coach people in, because if we don't value time, then kind of there are no rules <laughs> because we can get sucked in by not just the phone, but by other people, by interesting things, the Olympics, whatever else is going on the news these days, there's all sorts of things that can take us away from what we really feel like we need to get done to be happy. Gotcha. Now, is it possible to really stop procrastinating or are there like layers to procrastination? Can you, and can you address uh, some of the layers there may be? Okay, great question. To the first part of the question, can you stop? I, to be honest, I would have to say, we can't stop because there's always, we can't really foresee what kind of stresses are gonna come our way. But the good news is from my own experience and from the experience of the people I've been working with, you can really significantly take the, the, um, the bite out of procrastination where it doesn't have to be harmful in your life anymore. And I feel that people, I, I guess I'm on social media and on these kinds of podcasts to let people know that that's the truth, that it's not just some fairy tale or some 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 fantasy wish that you can really learn basic simple life skills that maybe you didn't catch on to when you were a kid or maybe you you didn't grow up in a kind of family that was really simply organized and on time but that these tools especially in this day and age are readily available and if we take it a step at a time we can actually heal from the wounds that occur when we have a lot of procrastination. Because when you're procrastinating, you're disappointing yourself, you're disappointing other people, you're starting to lose trust with yourself. And I think that's why support is a critical element 
for people who want to change their ways and get out of that procrastination rut. And I, in my, I'm a Scorpio, so I feel like apparently Scorpios are really obsessed with death. And I don't know much about Scorpios other than that fact, but I would say that in my worst periods of procrastination, I felt like it was about as close to being dead as I, as a person could get to without actually being dead. Like that nothing was moving forward that I felt really anxious all the time and stressed out. And like I had few options and that I needed to take care of everything by myself, that there weren't, it was like only I could rescue myself, but I didn't know how. And so that is why I work so hard to really send out this message because I'm so much happier now. Life is so much easier now. And I know there are a lot of procrastinators out there that this is not going to be a fool's journey that I think I can really help a lot of people with this information. And Mm -hmm. to Khalil's second question about the layers, there's so many layers to procrastination because we are as individual as we can be. We're all so special. Our minds are all wired differently, even though we can have similar characteristics to each other. I love how you two banter on your podcast (laughs) episodes. (laughs) I was just catching up on a few, you know, and you love each other. But of course, you you think just slightly differently from each other. And that's (laughs) just just slightly, you know, and and that's, that's that's what makes life fun. And that's what makes your relationship so much fun to listen to and to, to, you know, catch every once in a while. Um, But that also means that procrastination is tricky because we are also creative about how we defend against things, defend against dangers and avoid things and make excuses for things or deny things. Denial is a big part of procrastination. When we don't see what is right in front of us, of course, we're going to land ourselves in trouble. And again, I'm going to bring us back to the mindfulness. When you get into therapy or when you get into coaching or when you get a good friend or mentor, your mindfulness immediately improves. And then you have that much more capacity to act in a healthy way for yourself. Okay. Now you have a pragmatic approach to uh, teaching in your, in your coaching and, and your business where you teach four essential components of procrastination recovery. Simplicity, communication, time management, and mindset management. Can you, I know it's probably like a lot to talk about, but can you just maybe just chime in just what, what, how did you come up with this four essential program essentially? And then what, how does it like, what does it really pragmatically mean for someone? Okay, great. Thanks for mentioning the four pillars. They Mm -hmm. came to me quite easily because I have been blogging for a while and you just get to a point where every time you write a blog post, you're starting to write bullet points and just jotting the main ideas down more quickly. And those were the four topics that really felt like the ones I needed to include that if I didn't mention them, I would be missing a big part of what I went through and what helped me to recover. So just to quickly discuss each one, the the biggest one for me, I think, was simplicity. And that's the first pillar. Simplicity is surprisingly complicated to live with, I think, with with a with a um, like a motto or a or um, 
that, that you're going to live your life simply, that you're going to choose things simply, that you're going to live simply, that you're not going to hem and haw over things. I think our culture really values amassing a lot of stuff and having a lot of opinions and having a busy schedule, a very stuffed schedule. And so to choose to do things more simply and to get rid of stuff, to get rid of excess and to get rid of worry and to get rid of excess, you know, the the obligations that you don't really want to be a participant in, that takes a little bit of of courage and it Mm -hmm. takes some um, self-direction and and a little bit of support again that I don't think I could have done the whole decluttering and <laughs> and just changing my ways without a lot of therapy and a lot of reading. I get a lot of education through reading, honestly, about this, this self-help game. And I did feel that once I pared things down, guess what? Everything becomes that much easier. I When I teach this stuff, I say, imagine your desk with, 200 sheets of paper unorganized in piles and then imagine the same desk with two pieces of paper both important and you know what desk do you want to function at and I think it's the same with the stuff that we keep in our head and in our schedule and when we're even making tough decisions sometimes you know just searching the entire internet for the answer is not going to be comforting and it's not going to get you to the better decision. Sometimes you just have to reflect on what you feel and what your best guess is and what you'd like to try. Mm -hmm. So there really is um, um, an attitude of we can do this and it's going to be okay. Mistakes happen. They're normal. We don't have to be perfect. And let's just keep it simple to just give us a leg up. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, go ahead, Khalil. Uh, if you have more to speak on, you can continue. But Okay, sure. I was just going to go on to the second pillar, which is communication. And I feel like that pillar is also very critical. And I think it's an area that is oftentimes overlooked in, in the literature on productivity and how to beat procrastination without being able to speak directly and honestly and openly to, to other people, we are always gonna be a little, little bit vulnerable to procrastinating because there's always gonna be something that was left unsaid, like, oh, wow, do, are we really confirmed on the project date? Um, are we on the same page? Do we have the same expectations? And you know, because we're complex, unique individuals, we can all have a different read on the same exact meeting or project. And so um, I like to coach people on how to just be comfortable saying what they mean, saying what they need to say, and getting it out of their system as soon as possible. If we speak quickly and in a timely fashion, then things tend to go better because you have more time to fix problems People know what's going on. Everybody's on the same page. And people tend to be happier with the results, I would say, if everybody's communicating honestly. None of us really like to be treated um, dishonestly. So I like to share that with the procrastinators, that we might feel inclined to shade the truth because we're not done yet or because it's not good enough yet. But really, I'd rather, personally, I'd rather hear it's not done yet then, oh, I have it done. And in reality, it's not really done. 
Okay. So then moving on to the third one is time management, which is the, the one that everyone knows would be obvious for recovery from procrastination. And here, one, one to give you an example of one of the techniques that I teach is just the five or 10 minute technique, which is if you can save five or 10 minutes here and there across your day, that's going to end up benefiting you and your productivity. So I would say, if you're really feeling like you're behind in every aspect of your life, maybe you don't have to do something massive to change your system, but maybe you could take a shorter shower or figure out a way to simplify your closet so that getting dressed in the morning just takes a little bit less energy and effort, things like that. So simple, not rocket science stuff, but stuff that will just give you some breathing room. I think procrastinators feel like 24 seven, they have to be worried about the next thing or the thing that they didn't do. And one of my methods is just to teach people to take breaks and to allow themselves downtime and to allow space between events on your calendar. Some it's, 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 this stuff is really basic to some people, but of course for procrastinators, it might not be. And finally, the fourth pillar is mindset management and I just like the way that sounded, but really I'm talking about anxiety management because so much of procrastination is rooted in our fears and our worries about what might happen or what, or how we're not good enough to, to fulfill the task at hand or to complete the task at hand. And again, it's just a lot of self-acceptance, a lot of mindfulness, doing everything that you can to remain present in the present moment, and that might be exercise, good nutrition, lots of sleep, love sleep these days, <laughs> I used to not have it, and um, self-care, I guess, is the general, the general tip there, but there are lots of things we can do, of course, to reduce our anxiety, including, you know, stop, stopping that practice of comparing ourselves to other people, which I think is a killer. And it, it never seems to go well. Whenever I hear people comparing themselves to other people, they're never saying, oh, I'm better. They're always saying that they're worse. And so let's not do that because it's really distorting and kind of random. You know, the people who are standing next to you, it's random that they're standing next to you pretty much. So let's not judge who you are as a person based on the five people standing next to you. I think social media kind of um, exasperates that idea because, you know, what are we all looking at each other's feed for, right? Where she went, uh, you know, oh, they went to Coachella. Oh, this person, you know, is in Turks and Caicos. So I think that sadly social media has not made that easier for people because all we're doing now is instead of talking to each other, picking up the phone and hanging out, we're just looking at each other's feeds and we're judging, right? And oh, she's wearing this and oh, you know, so I think that sadly, I think social media has made that yeah, I, I, I have those feelings too. I also feel like this procrastination recovery has made me feel like there's so much for everyone that we don't really have to judge and be nervous that we don't have as much. You know, it's just given me a lot of gratitude for how open each of our paths really um, each is, <laughs> how open each of our paths really is, that we have you can make, if you want to go to Turks and Caicos, you know, maybe you can make that possible and no one's really blocking. You might not have the funds or the time right now, but there's no force really blocking you from getting there, you know? Um, 
so social media, maybe in some ways it's opened people's eyes. I, I tend to be an optimistic person, so I'm going to look at it that way. And, and I do appreciate the self-helpish kind of um, images that people post with encouraging uh, language and inspirational language. I think if I had had access to Instagram when I was in high school, maybe a lot of my issues wouldn't have blossomed so 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 brightly um, into really raw procrastination. So I think it's a mixed bag, but I do agree there is there is some there is some envy and competition and judging mm -hmm. going on on social media too. Okay. All right. So. Unfortunately, we don't have a super long show, but we'd like to thank you for giving us and our listeners some tips on how to get over our procrastination issues. We'd like to thank you for being a guest on Woken Free. And also, thank you so much. Like, yeah, thank you. And so, for our listeners, can you let them know how they get in touch with you? And if you have any upcoming events or projects you'd like to announce, please do that as well. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, my home base online is procrastinationcoach.com. I have a blog there. I list my services there. I do offer individual coaching and some courses. And I have my favorite offering so far is a membership program where I get online every Saturday morning at 9.15 a.m. New York time to do a bit of coaching and work sprinting with the members so it's a small group now i'm hoping to expand the group but um, it's just a little bit of a check-in and a little bit of support and community and actual actual getting it done so we co i coach for half an hour and then people we will break off from the video for half an hour and then reconvene so it's if you need something like that please get in touch with me and, and ask me more about the program um, I have a, a free library of resources that I can offer your listeners if they're interested. They can get that at procrastinationcoach.com slash free library with no space or dashes. Again, procrastinationcoach.com slash free library. And I think that's a great place for your listeners to start. If they're feeling stuck and they, they feel inspired by what, by what we've spoken about today, there's something in there for everyone to get you to just have a little bit of a quick start away from procrastination. And finally, if you don't mind me going on just with one more thing, I'm, I'm hosting a free 10 day Facebook challenge starting March 12th and it's called clear your fears. So you can go to Facebook and look up the clear your fears Facebook challenge and join me for a few days of just lessons and a little more of, this kind of work that I love to do. Perfect. All right, Christine. Uh, we we love speaking with you. Um, I you love know, speaking with you guys. Thank you. Uh, you guys, you guys are so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. And yeah, for anyone listening, if they're dealing with procrastination, I think the takeaways is you know don't don't get upset about it. Right. Just try to like you're saying, figure out how to how to deal with it. And it's something we're all dealing with. So I think everyone listening is definitely going to both be uh, learn, take something away and also uh, hopefully uh, tackle some of these issues because we, we all have them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we have such bright lives, uh, you know, in us and in front of us. So let's go get them. We are at that time again, guys. Can you believe it? It is the end of our 
27th episode of Woke Woke and Free. What kind of nonsense is that, Khalil? (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't me. That was somebody else. This was quite the episode. <laughs> uh, you know we got to keep it moving. Uh, we, lo- we, we love talking about procrastination with our special guest, procrastination coach, Dr. Christine Lee. She was awesome, super thorough, super woke and free on the subject. And if you aren't feeling good about the topic listen again to the episode hey if you want to get in touch with her feel free but we were super happy and and, uh, honored to have her join the woken free uh, family and platform so now will i leave you hanging for what our next episode is all about drum roll please on our next episode we will be talking all about the secret the book the movement and everything in between Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you want to be a guest on our show, which I know you do, make sure you submit a topic for an upcoming episode on how you feel about things on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. And I cannot say it enough, we're super, super active on social media. What do you need to do? Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Woken Free. If you did not already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Until next time.